Good morning, everybody. Yes, I'm paying attention. Good morning, everybody. This is WTBR's Morning Drive. My name is Bill Sturgeon. Today I have with me someone uh, greatest admiration for. We worked together actually to save this radio station. Uh, many, uh, God, it's over five, six years ago now. Uh, Dr. Dake McCandless, he is the uh, superintendent of schools at Mount Greylock Regional High School and in Lanesboro, where I did my student teaching, <laughs> the old Lanesboro Elementary School. Um, good morning, Dr. McCandless. Good morning, Bill. Pleasure to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. I mean, I um, uh, we just had that five-year anniversary of the station opening and uh, over on Federico Drive. Thank you for showing up. But boy, it was a it was a kind of a tough slug there for a while, but we got it done. Uh, a lot of good people. Yeah came to the table yeah it was uh it was it was a nice um it, you know wtbr clearly has a lot of history yeah um, the the number of people that uh that bev gans from taconic the, the real the real power at taconic yeah that's right the number of people that uh bev slept through that building as we were getting ready to close that building and yeah. the folks that wanted to to go back and visit that studio one last time yeah uh you know it was it was a good a good symbol for for what the station meant in people's hearts yeah uh and and the generations of students going back to the 60s that had um you know, gained confidence and gained strong communication skills through the vehicle of WTBR and uh, just really exciting that it continues on and, and actually continues on in, in bigger and better and, uh, and in 21st century ways. Uh, yeah. So exciting. I want to thank all the people, especially the chairperson, Kathy Yan, who sat on the school committee at that time, Bill Cameron, uh, Dan Elias, I can't remember everybody, but um, thank you for at least entertaining the thought initially and then supporting it when it was better uh, presented. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Dan and Kathy, and this is no surprise to anybody that knows them uh, and no surprise to you, um, long, uh, and not only a good part of the brains of the Pittsfield public schools, but definitely the heart yeah. and the conscience and the, uh, the ethic of yeah. the Pittsfield yeah. public schools and um, their insistence that we had to find a way um, your insistence that we had to find a way. Um, it, it, it made a difference. It's, it's, it shows the power of what a few people who really feel strongly about something can actually make happen uh, just just through persistence yes. and and through rolling up sleeves. So and, thank and, you. Well, no, thank you because you could have put the kibosh right on the top of it. You were uh, and I, you were open to at least listening. And I think if we could just train the rest of the world to just listen uh, for a minute, you might learn something. Um, but I, 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 I. I'm so happy now. I, I just have to tell you, they have a program now that we tried to say with a, a kind of a goofy curriculum that I put together when the state said, well, why would we want a radio station? Well, that shows you how short-sighted some bureaucrats can be. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. 
You're because right. now it's a very viable program. Joe Curtis has asked us, Superintendent Curtis. Yeah. Work, I'm working with Sean right now. We're going to broadcast at least a couple of times right from their studio. Yeah, that's awesome. I was uh, I was watching some of the the past uh, Taconic news shows on uh, good. on on the PCTV uh, you know streaming service, and uh, I, I just. Yeah, you know, as a resident of Pittsfield, as yeah. as somebody that is um, this this uh, July, this end of June, we will be twenty three years mm -hmm. in Pittsfield, the same wow. house uh, on Cambridge Avenue, right up yeah. the street from Egremont. Uh, all three of our kids did kindergarten through twelve in the Pittsfield public schools, and um, and uh, their their heart for their public schools and the people that, yeah. that provided them that public school education, their heart is strong still with those people and for those people. Um, so I, I say this as a resident, I was honored to serve in the district as superintendent for about seven and a half years, but I, I look at the things that uh, Superintendent Curtis has gotten done. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. On, on one hand, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed because it's all things that it, it, yeah, it's it's I, I tried to be the heart of the Pittsfield public schools and I tried right. to have the biggest heart in the room, no matter what room Joe and I were in together. Um, Joe usually would beat me for having the biggest heart, but he always beat me in having a better work ethic and a bigger brain. And uh, and I think it shows in the. Uh, the, the the things that the Pittsfield Public Schools are yeah. doing right now, and I I just say this as a proud resident, um, you know, the starting up of that vocational program that includes uh, communications, uh, that includes preparing students to be um, theater professionals yes. for a thriving theater scene in the Berkshires. Exactly. Um, watching those young folks, <clears throat> as somebody that got a communications degree as an undergraduate once upon a time. Watching those young folks and the poise and the confidence and knowing how much work goes into preparing a script beforehand and rehearsing a script beforehand so it looks polished and easy yeah. when on camera. And, and now I, th I think about the environmental science vocational program that uh, the, the Taconic's about to get yeah. going. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I run into folks at the stores from from all of the Pittsfield Public Schools schools and uh, there's just so much pride and so much energy and so many good things happening there. So that's a bit of an aside, but uh, well, no, I do, no, I do it, have it, to acknowledge that uh, some some wonderful people oh, yeah. back decades and decades, including yep. Dan, including Kathy, including Bill Cameron. And Mr. Cooper, uh, who stuck with the station and got it going, I mean... I, I try to always acknowledge him. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. And and it's it's had its ups, it's had its downs. Uh it's like everywhere. We uh we certainly we saying Sean and you and I and others in the in the mix at the time misjudged uh what it would be to move a radio station. <sighs> so we go, ah, we'll be off there for about a week and it turned out to be a little bit longer. But, uh, I want to also thank, uh, you, you know, all the people uh, that support the station now. Yeah. You, you know, we have a lot of listeners. I go into various places. They're listening 
And um, but you you know, going back to the curriculum for this course that they're you're so right. You know, I mean, I prepare for uh your and I know you like I know myself, and but I still prepare. Yeah. Um, and and as we talked about in that curriculum you and I worked on was what what will the students gain from it? Researching, uh, fact checking, all these kinds of things. Poise, yeah. uh, forming uh, open-ended questions, closed-ended questions. Uh, but the state didn't see it. And, you know, they're visionaries. They look out into the ocean. Every so often I see a boat and they go, oh, a boat! Um, but I won't, I won't digress. So listen, um, education is, after COVID, it, it, would recovery be a, a proper term? Yeah, I, I think recovery is a proper term. I was uh, looking at uh, the the Rennie Center out of Harvard released a, a big report uh, earlier this week around sort of where where they envision education going and and maybe more importantly where they envision education needing to go. Uh, and I was I was, you know. I, I went from that report to the Rennie Setter's uh, data dashboard, which, you know, gives you sort of a, a big look and you can, yeah. you can pick out individual districts. And, you know, I was looking at our district here in Mount Greylock at some of our performance data, our attendance data, our climate data, and comparing it to some of the school districts, both locally that, you know, we, we compare ourselves to and across the state. And, you know, what you can see in big districts, small districts, districts that have a great deal of property wealth, districts that don't have as much property wealth, you can see um, the the one data point that increased post-COVID, uh, not that COVID's over, but we're considering now a post-COVID schooling era, um, you can see that uh, the number of students absent, what the state refers to as chronic absenteeism, students that are missing 18 or 18 or more days, that's 10% yeah. of the school year. That number in almost every single district in the Commonwealth has increased. Wow. Every, every other data point related to performance, related to, you know, how are students doing, slight decrease, now we're on a, a slight upward trajectory, but, but there's no question that um, recovery is the exact right word, and there's uh, and if you think of that word recovery in a in a medical setting, yeah, or or in a uh, an addiction setting, <clears throat> recovery, you don't hit a point where you're recovered, right? <laughs> you right. are you are now in recovery, and it's an ongoing effort and ongoing work. To, yes. To, to maintain the body, to maintain the mental health, to maintain, um, you know, staying away from things that you know will do you harm. It's, it's. Uh, I don't see a day where we plant our flag in the ground and say, okay, here we're recovered. Um, no. I, I think it is um, ongoing work that we need to do to, to make sure that students in yeah, I'll be, just be really blunt in what I see as an increasingly unkind yeah. uh, and in some ways scary society and world. 
Um, the, the recovery may be recovering from different things and different nuances, but the recovery has to be ongoing. And I think we need guideposts. Yeah. I, 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 it, I mean, I'm an old man. I, I'm, I, you know, as you asked me how I was doing, I said, well, I woke up. That was a good day, you know? Um, but, uh, um, uh, I, I, people can easily get turned. Um, uh, one of the things that, that I've tried to do more and more is turn off the, well, during the day, just if, if the TV's on, it's music. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, not list because you, you can be overwhelmed with the negativity and, uh, of everything that's going on. Everything is bad news. Yeah. And there's really a lot of great news. We got kids back in school. Um, uh, you, you know, I, I just watched the thing, uh, on, uh, Boston news, UMass medical centers, emergency departments overwhelmed, um, with people coming in and some are really sick and some just need a stitch or whatever. And, uh, uh, we are still, in my opinion, uh, in the recovery mode. And I think we will be, as you said, doctor, for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I do too. It's, um, uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's every single day. This is my, my, I'm in my 30th year being a public school educator. I, I graduated from college in 1993 and graduated in, 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 in <laughs> I graduated in May and I and I started uh, teaching ninth grade English and coaching wrestling and football in, wow. in that August after that May in Central Virginia and uh, and I've never looked back but I what I, I didn't know it then because I was 22 years old what I know now that I'm I'm 53 is uh, I count every single day that I get to be in a school building yeah. uh, as a day that that supports my mental health and gives me optimism about the world. You're you're right when you when you watch the news and, and engage with the media. Um, and, and it's important to get the real information and to know what the reality of the world, both locally and and around the globe is. But uh I'll tell you, particularly during the last 10 or 11 or 12 days that we haven't had sunshine. Yeah. Um, got, going into Lanesboro Elementary School, going into Williamstown Elementary School, going over to Mount Greylock and, uh, and seeing students and working with students and watching the grownups that serve those students lunch, that help keep the building yeah. safe and clean, that teach the students, that support the students in so many ways. Um, that's that's one of the biggest areas where where if I'm feeling glum, I look at our young people. Yeah. I look at the things we're we're trying to do with them and for them. I look at their families working hard to do the same, and gives me real hope. So I'm I'm so grateful to be part of what I think is probably the most optimistic profession right. that that one could be in these days. I don't I don't disagree. I think that, you know, as I worked with violent youthful offenders and I'm uh, one of the key factors is we have to get you can lock people up. Believe me, I've had it. I my whole life was that, you know, I've had 50 years in a criminal justice over 50. I know I don't look at. Thanks for saying it. Um, 
but, I was just thinking that. It's like yeah, you went- I, I know. Yeah, I saw a telepath. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we 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 can't just lock people up. If if they have issues, let's address the issues. My biggest thing with the, many of the violent youthful offenders, they didn't do well in school. Some of them for really valid reasons. Yep. They had disabilities, learning disabilities, but because of their negative behavior, disruptive behavior, they really, sometimes people didn't see through that. That's a veneer to cover up. I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's a quote from a kid. Yeah. I acted like it because I'm stupid. Yeah. And I said, who told you you were stupid? He said, Oh, more than one teacher told me I was stupid. And I, I try to, when I work with people who are in education, I try to say, be very careful. You may say it in a slip or you may feel it, or but that plants a seed, especially in a kiddo's mind. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, <clears throat> several members from our administrative team were, were doing a uh, Zoom professional development earlier this week. It's a, it's a two session uh, PD and we were online with folks from uh, some folks from a, a, a independent school in Northampton and some folks from uh, the 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 uh, a public school system in suburban uh, Portland, Oregon, and wow. and with some folks from a charter school from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, and wow. one of the things that we were discussing, the professional development was around this notion of social emotional learning. And, and I, you know, that that term seems newish and um, and, it, and it has become wrongfully politically charged. Yes, um, yes. I think in the old days, you know, your your mom and your dad probably, uh, you know, not not that this is a thing that we would do in, in, in our current times. But I think about my parents. Sure. Occasionally, my at home social and emotional learning was accompanied by a belt or um yeah. in mom's case the back of her hand on yeah. occasion and uh and and it was it was character education it's about here's here's how you be the best person you can be um here's how you love your neighbor like you love yourself um here's how you take care of yourself so yeah. that you yeah. can take care of those around you yeah and and we were talking about in this pd that uh, you know, at the end of the day, every interaction we have with a young person, we're teaching them something about society. Yep. We're teaching them something about emotion. And as you you put a really good point on with that young person who heard multiple yeah. times, heard literally, you're dumb. Yeah. We are delivering a message to every time we open our mouths we are we are delivering a message uh around the the receiver of that message's value exactly and and we're also delivering a message about who we really are and what we really believe and so it's it's all social and emotional learning uh in schools we're trying to be strategic right anti-racist, uh, try to be encompassing of people that are, that are not just like us, but it, but man, I'll tell you, I, uh, again, the older I get, and this is going to echo another point that you just made uh, a couple of minutes ago, the older I get, the more I realize sort of the, 
I think our time in schools, if we did nothing else for six or seven or eight hours a day, right? Um, make sure that we're that we're teaching and everything we do and say and model how to be a decent human being, and teach kids how to read. Yeah. <laughs> No. And, well, and, and got the and, Polish and, princess uh, upstairs. She gives books to pregnant people. So yeah, they there can start you go. Reading, so they can start it's, reading before the baby's born. Before the baby is born, yeah. and it's uh, and and I'm I'm very grateful. You know, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. I don't know if you ever met uh, the the head school psychologist in the Pittsfield Public Schools for probably 25 years, a gentleman named Kevin Tobin. I know, I know him very well. Not very well. I know of him. Yeah, yeah. and Ke Kevin is not only one of the best people that yes. I've ever worked with in education. He's definitely among the smartest people that I've ever worked with in education. Kevin, ten years ago, twelve years ago, said, "If if we really want to be the greatest schools in the country, Massachusetts, that we yeah. often brag that we are, um, we have to address the fact that." thousands and thousands of young people go through school with undiagnosed reading disabilities, dyslexia, dyslexia first and foremost among them. And, uh, and through the advocacy of people like Kevin, through the advocacy of parents, of, of special educators, of reading instructors, um, you know, I, I, I have great hope for the Commonwealth of Mass that we are going to get better, have more resources. Schools will have uh, better trained folks to address that. Yeah. You're not you're not dumb, young person. You yeah. just need to learn in drastically different ways. And so, yeah. if there's if there's a deficit, it's not on you. It's on us trying to serve you and trying to educate you. And and uh, and and. Commonwealth of Massachusetts and local school districts across the state are uh, are working to do that. So it's it's another reason for hope. The other, you yeah. know, I, I found this thing years ago. You know, I I don't know it's, uh, somewhere in this conglomerate of paper. Uh, I'm gonna get. My wife told me I have to get this office organized, or I'll be living in the shed, in the okay. shed, unheated, in the winter. Okay, uh, we just. Just tell Mrs. Sturgeon, yeah. and you, you know that she is one of our family's favorite people on the planet. Well, uh, that that if if she gets desperate, we have two extra bedrooms now that all the kids are out of the house. Yeah. So if, if rather than the shed, you can yeah. okay. walk, walk a couple of blocks to our house. But I, I was at and it was at uh, the uh, the uh, museum at Foxwoods, the Native American uh, Museum at Foxwoods was sponsored by the United States Department of Education, the regional office here. And uh, they asked a bunch of us, and my my topic was uh, re-entry to school uh, and man you know managing these kids who have either been locked up, been suspended, um, whatever. And, and my whole spiel was, uh, they are expecting you to treat them like you did when they got kicked out yeah. or they went to uh, reform school or prison or whatever. The hardest part for them was to re-enter the educational system because they feel in their own hearts they've already failed. Yeah. And and uh, uh, as someone who, who was in the part of the 
class that made the top half look good at PHS, my class, uh, and coming back from Vietnam with a desire to get a college degree, not for myself, and I mean that, but for the guys that talked about it but didn't come home. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying the right things. We we have to accept it. You know, I when I ran the Youthful Offender Program, here is our motto. Meet them where they are. Take them to where they need to be. Yeah. And and uh, when they in education, I, I can't. I know I repeat myself, but when you get to be seventy six years old, you're gonna repeat yourself too. Uh, we have to focus on that. And and there's always kids that are gonna make it. They, you know it. I know it. They you could they could be holding classes in a tent, and yeah. they'll get an A. Yeah. I I like to focus on. The Bill Sturgeons and, and the ones underneath it. We got through, but we were always questioning. And the kids that I dealt with, and they were kids, they were in the penitentiary, but they and they did awful things. I'm not gonna make excuses. Yeah. Yeah. But we got to change that, we have to give them some foundation to work from. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's uh it's you know, and I I it's it's hard it's hard to do different things in school. Oh. Everybody is and and you know I I I walk by teachers' classrooms or stand outside and listen or occasionally go in. Although I hate yeah. to describe um, young people and teachers hard at work together, but um, uh, I just marvel at the the links that teachers go to i marvel at the juggling act they perform um all day every day to to manage the bureaucratic functions oh. to manage the educational functions to manage behaviors to be supportive of you know 20 young people at a time but also holding those 20 young people accountable in the ways that are appropriate for each yeah. of those 20 individuals uh it's uh you know right right now at this time of year everything that we we tend to be so budget focused that i'm 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 looking through the lenses of, of <laughs> the, the school budgets and the conversations with with our two wonderful uh finance committees uh from the two towns that that comprise our region um thinking about the state support of chapter 70 which which across the commonwealth is really down this year yeah yeah state state funding is not it's not down it's increased across the board but it has not increased at a rate commensurate with with Me. the past several years yeah and and, and 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 you just put your dart right in the center of the bullseye it's nowhere near um, at the trajectory of the need as we continue to recover. And yeah. uh, and it's uh, it's quite frustrating because we need to do things um, differently. We need to do some things more of the same, but some things dramatically differently, but it's it's all dependent on resources. And uh, from, from <laughs> folks, a lot of times that are tapped, I don't know what the answer is, but- I, uh, I, I, I agree 100%. And you, you know, I always- I'm always gun shy, and and I said this the other day in in a meeting. You, you know, uh, I was having a discussion, and that's being kind, with a person who was just, we just need to clean out Mercer. There's just too many people there, 
And I, you know, I, I, I said to this person, uh, do you know, you probably should be yelling at the state house and, and not me because I don't like to be yelled at. But the other piece is many of the people who work in Mercer are there because of mandates from Boston. Yeah. Saying they got to report this and I got to report that and I got to. Re- and in my thinking, if I was the, the commissioner or secretary of education, which that's not going to happen, but would be, I don't. Here's what I need to know. I need to know you're in the classroom every day. I need to know you're delivering. I don't need MCAS. Send me the test scores from your tests uh-huh. because they're not made up by Harvard people. They're made up by teachers. Yeah. And yeah. and I think too often people in bureau in all bureaucracies, not just education. When I was with the with DOJ, the higher up in the food chain you go, the more, the further away you get from the job. Yeah, for sure, and, for sure. You know, like you were a teacher. What's the difference now between superintendent and teacher? True. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. Yesterday I was over at a at a our. our lunch uh period for our juniors and our seniors and i was talking to uh one of our english teachers who is who is monitoring lunch and uh this is, this is a veteran english teacher yeah been doing this for decades uh and and you know just talking about the in- english teachers and i'm i'm a former english teacher so i'm a little biased when i say this but you know english teachers that that task of making assignments that students find interesting yeah. that, 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 that have enough layers that they can't just go online or use artificial intelligence and put something together to satisfy the five page paper, or the 10 page paper. Uh, and then the work of sitting down and grading thoughtfully and sensitively those five and 10 page papers. I'm, I'm like, man, I, the, the, some of us were smart and got out of English teaching early, uh, you know, but those people that spend a lifetime doing it. Yeah. You, you know, the, 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 the teachers work so hard and are so dedicated. Absolutely. And, I lived with one. And and you lived with one. And I can tell you the, the, the teachers up and down Berkshire County and across the Commonwealth are, are so dedicated yes. and they're not only dedicated to their subject matter, they are dedicated to their particular schools and they're dedicated to those individual students in their classroom. And I, and I can tell you, because I've tried to talk people into coming from Pittsfield up to here when we've had openings. Right. And and I know to the dollar how much more money many of them would make. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I am like oh four fifteen uh, yeah. because their heart is yeah. in uh, Morningside or their yeah. heart is yeah. at Conti or their heart is at Mercer. Um, but yeah, I, Massachusetts should rightfully be proud that we are by many measures the number one uh, public education. Yeah state in the country but uh it would be interesting to know how much of that is because of policies and practices coming out of the department of elementary and secondary education and how much of that is because we have one of the most educated 
um, populaces yeah. sending yeah. us their children of anywhere in the country. Um, Good. Yeah, you know, as you said, there are kids that would do well whether they are in yeah. uh, an Ivy League classroom or a tent. Exactly. <laughs> they will learn with us, without us, sometimes in spite of us, and they will excel. Uh, I, I do think Massachusetts could use a hard look. Oh, my lights just went out. I need to move a little bit more. Okay. Um, let me, while you're doing that, let me go to a break. This is gotcha. WTBR Morning Drive. Uh, we are simulcasting on PCTV Channel 1301. We are also simulcasting on 89.7 FM on your radio dial. I'm here with Dr. Jake McCannis. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more Morning Drive with Bill Sturgeon here on WTBR-FM. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC provides access to higher education to everyone in Berkshire County and beyond, offering more than 50 high-quality programs, small class sizes, and an affordable education to help their students of all ages achieve their dreams. At BCC, their middle name is Community. And from Sundrini Awnings and Home Improvement. Retractable awnings, retractable screens, gutter and gutter protection systems, commercial awnings, and screen rooms. Customized solutions available online at Sandrini.com. The Berkshire's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And now back to the morning drive with Bill Sturgeon on WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio. All right, we're back. I'll tell you, this is Dr. Jake McCandless. He's the superintendent of Mount Greylock Regional High School and Mount Greylock School District. But he was also the superintendent of Pittsfield and the superintendent down in Lee. Everywhere he's gone, people have the greatest respect for him. I know I do. Um, what he, uh, One thing I have to really emphasize, I don't want to embarrass him because... I, I just won't do it. But when vocational training, technical vocation, they got some other name for it now, career passes. I don't know what it is. But Dr. McCandless and his team, Mr. Curtis, uh, Tammy Gage, uh, everybody, they raised the social acceptance of vocational to that of college prep. Uh and is where it should have been forever, but it, it wasn't always there. That's that's just my little arm telling me that I'm not not normal. And but everybody knows that your your uh, not normal alarm has gone off. My not normal, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty soon the guys in a white coat will come down. But um, the what you did for the just the social acceptance of vocational in trades and people who work with their minds and their hands. Uh, I I can't say enough to wear red coats. I used to see them walking through the old Deconic, uh, just prouder than you could ever be. And uh, I think is going back to what Dr. McCandless said about Massachusetts and education. And it's also an ethic here. Yeah. People worked in the mills with their hands. They worked hard. Yeah, and I think I know going to school. I often say this on air. If you ever wanted to set my father off like a rocket, huh. 
if he said we'd all have to be at the table at five o'clock, I mean, that was don't, don't, don't be late. So, and then he would say, so how was school today? And every guy oh, was great. You know, what did you learn? And if you said nothing, get ready because the rocket would take off. And uh, I, I, I think a lot of people in my era, your year, uh, were raised like that. And I still think, uh, from my experience with kids in trouble, from when I was a juvenile sergeant in Lanesboro, sometimes they just need to be listened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. The, uh, you know, I, as you said, I, I am very honored to, you know, we, we came to leave in 2002, I think just at the end of 2001, uh, I saw an advertisement in education week, which is kind of like the, the wall street journal for educators. Uh, and there was a ad, you know, about two or three inches long of this place in, in Lee, Massachusetts, looking for a principal and, I went home and talked to my wife and she looked at then our three-year-old and our two-year-old and was like, you want to move? Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, you know, I'll be getting closer to your parents in, in Metro Hartford and, uh, you know, and I would like to be a principal and maybe, maybe this is so, you know, long story short, I, I, I got the job. I think I was the first outside hire for a principal in Lee since probably the 1920s. And uh, things just lined up correctly. And and what an honor to get to work in Lee. And I, and I still have so many friends there. Yesterday, yeah. I had a, 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 a parent of a child from Lanesboro call me who had a concern with something that happened with her son. And uh, I look at the name and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure that I was her principal back in the early 2000s. And oh, sure, wow. I'm like, Hey, uh, Sam, are you, or this is who I think you are. Is this who you think you are? She, yeah, Mr. McCandless, it's me. And I'm like, okay. So I feel 150 years old thinking of you being a, a, a mom, but yeah. uh, you know, so what an honor to get to serve three three districts in in Berkshire County, uh, and and again the perspective of age to see students that in two thousand two two thousand three two thousand four that I looked at in Lee as a as somebody in my mid thirties. And I always made time for them. Kathy Bort, the yeah. assistant principal, always, always made time for them. Uh, the teachers there, the guidance counselors always made time for them. But I looked at them as a third, you know, as somebody that was 33, 34, and just was like, man, I'm I'm not gonna let you see it, but I don't have any hope for you. You are just yeah. making such bad decisions and you come from such a place that I just yeah. don't have any hope for you. And now I see those same people who are now in their mid thirties themselves yep. and they work hard. They take care of their families. They do what they need to do. And, and again, that perspective of age that that 14 year old or that eight year old or that seven year old that you just look at and say, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to become That's of you. Right. The, uh, if people stick with them, the potential is there. And uh, and in in Pittsfield, I felt very fortunate. Yeah, my my 
my role in reestablishing career and technical education yes as, as equal to or greater than an academic education uh that i wish i could say that was my vision but i i happened to be there at a time when the state you know the massachusetts school building authority was sort yeah. of like you're going to be there for a few years where we you know we can we can get this done you know we had Kathy Amuso, yeah. Kathy Yawn, banging the drum for these things. Um, you know, uh, the the good fortune to have Tammy Gage already working in the district. Oh, yeah. uh, there, she's she's as brilliant as she is hardworking. Yes, and, uh, and she's the visionary. And what I like, not to interrupt, but what I like yeah. about Tammy Gage and 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 uh, Principal Benjamin, Doctor Benjamin uh, Bishop. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, it, is that they're visionaries. Yes. They, they, they uh, Tammy Gage, uh, what makes me happy for Tammy Gage, you know, we hear all this glass ceiling, and blah, 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 blah. Tammy Gage is sitting on the top of the glass ceiling looking down. She is the woman who is in charge of vocational and yeah. technical training, and she's making it spin. I yeah. can't say enough good words yeah. about both of them. I've had them both on the show. They, yeah. they're, they're, they. I, I would like to refer to them as visionaries. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you know, where there's, where there's, um, visionaries, who also have a magnificent work ethic. I, oh yeah, amazing things tend to happen. It's, it's not luck. It's, uh, it's the those things in combination. And uh, and and I am grateful, you know, getting to. I got to be around Jim Brosnan starting my first year as a superintendent yeah. in two thousand and five. It's my nineteenth year as a superintendent. Um, uh, getting to see firsthand from Jim what vocational education yes. should be and should be yeah. was was just foundational in help helping us in Pittsfield at the time where I was fortunate enough to be superintendent. Um, yeah, that notion of CTE education is not less than, it is in fact equal to or greater than. Um, greater those, than. those are students who who learn. Yes. You know, we talk about the value of the new communications program at Tacoma. Right. Um, those students are leaving with a Massachusetts high school diploma plus this big, big load of other skills and competencies and things that they can do and things yes. that they know that that students that don't get to do that don't have. And 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 it's it's all good. Students have yeah. to go down the path that they they want to go down. But you know when when we have our seventh and eighth graders at Mount Greylock Regional School thinking about going to McCann as opposed to staying at Mount Greylock for high school. You know, my my conversation with them is always think about what your 25-year-old self, your 35, your 45, your 55-year-old self, what are they going to be most thankful to your 15-year-old self for? Yeah. Um and uh, and and I look at the students that we have going over there. Wonderful, 
Yeah. Wonderful young people taking advantage of wonderful opportunities. And I look in Pittsfield that that have now transitioned to Taconic is going to be the vocational school. Pittsfield High School is going to be the college preparatory arts uh, yeah. school. What a gift to the city of Pittsfield and what a gift to the other districts that will be taking advantage of that vocational program from neighboring communities. It's, uh, what it's a gift all around. What a gift to the student. Oh, who one day will be working at General Dynamics or going here, doing this or building our houses or fixing our electricity. Y you know, um, the, the the whole world is changing and um is is an educator uh and you and your team and i think that you know i uh, i have to say this i'm a big supporter of mr curtis and i know maybe sometimes that doesn't resonate well in some places but uh i am what i am i've been all over the world i've seen it there isn't much i haven't seen uh but what i will say is this i interviewed mr curtis Many years ago, when he first got the job as the principal, not first, but he was had the job as the principal at Morningside. Uh, and I knew some of the background story. Anyhow, long story short, he came in and he said, well, Bill, uh, I get up in the morning. I set a bar for myself. I set a bar for my family. I set a bar for my teachers. I set a bar for my students. And I set a bar for their parents. Yeah. And uh, if anything I've learned through my long career uh, is this, parents, be parents. Be parents. Be the role models. My father said, when you become a father, be the role model for your child and ensure they get the best education they can. And I try to have that in my little brain. It's continually shrinking. But uh, but seriously, you know, today you have to have some form of education. You call it whatever you want. You know, uh, uh, if you're an electrician, you know probably about as much about math as a lot of people who teach math. You know, I, I had a plumber in here, a good friend of ours, and he was explaining the physics of the plumbing to me. And I went, dude, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All I know is when I turn it on, I want water to come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or when I flush it, I want water to disappear. Yeah. But education <laughs> and uh, parental involvement, it, it, to me, like I said with my father, he'd go off like a shotgun. So uh, I, from the ones I've worked with uh, more intently, uh, they're, they're, they're poor parents. Some of them are working three jobs just to make a living. Yeah. yeah. Just to put food on the table. So I can't bang them. But then there were others who probably the state should have stepped in and taken their children. Away. Uh, I, I say this, you don't have to agree with me. Of course, everybody knows the views and opinions expressed on this program are mine and those of my guests. They know I represent the Pittsfield School Department School Committee. Peter Marchetti in the mayor's office, Peter White in the city council, and or the person that's out shoveling right now, I can hear them. Um, but the the state, the, 
the notion of the nuclear family has to be reexamined at the college level, mm. at the training level. Wow. Uh, I would say that the new, if there is a, a nuclear family, it's not as we envisioned it because, and I just throw this out. I want to take your time. We, we used to sit down at five o'clock. That was sacrosanct. I mean, you better be there. My brother, my brother Bernie got a job. He didn't get out of work till 530. So my mother, God love her, says, well, we'll just have supper at six. And my father said, no, we always have supper at five. You can put a plate on the stove for Bernie. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just saying uh, some regularity, some um, involvement. I, I I applaud every teacher that goes in that classroom every day. I've lived with a teacher now for going to be 53 years, uh, 54 years. Uh, and and I know the dedication of teachers. Yeah, yeah, the dedication's immense, and and I I would join that applause, and I and I applaud um, the the vast majority of parents that are um, oh. just just being the 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 best they can be. Sometimes in spite of yeah. really really difficult, challenging life uh, yes. scenarios, yeah. and. Uh, and I, I, you know, I think the schools, one of our roles is to just, and, and again, it's, it's not really academic at all. It comes down to who you are as a person yeah. is, you know, you know what, your, your family might operate differently than my family, but I respect that, that you, you are working to find a way that works yeah. for you. And I'm, and I'm not in a position to judge you, but I want to be in a position to be your partner as we're trying to, to educate this child. And, uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's, I, I thinking about during COVID when everything was on zoom and in Pittsfield, and and even after I transitioned up to here, the number of parents who would jump on to public meetings or jump on to, yeah. uh, you know, even an IEP meeting, they would be getting on from their phone at work. They would take a fifteen-minute break, <laughs> yeah, um, in a warehouse. Uh, you know that that same work ethic that built, you know, built I. Well, my wife and I had the sad occasion and our daughter to be in a, in a, in, in, uh, in, at, a at a funeral for, uh, for our across the street neighbor who we have known since the day we moved in wow. at, uh, at Sacred Heart and uh, sitting at, sitting in Sacred Heart Church, yeah. and just marveling as I do every time I'm in any house of worship and yeah. it's, and how magnificent it is. Uh just thinking, you know, that was people built that great, yeah. great, great grandparents, great, great grandparents, people that came from uh, Italy and France and Canada and Poland and all over the globe built these these magnificent structures. I, I think that same work ethic and that same pride is still in people, as you said, it's it's the New England way. It looks different. It feels different. It feels sometimes like the opportunities might be fewer. But uh, but but you know, and that's an area where schools have to again. We have to change and embrace who are you know. Yeah. You're talking about meeting students right where they are. 
same thing for our families that we serve. Yep. We have to meet them right where they are without judgment, and open hearts and open minds. Yeah. The world, uh, as we said earlier on, the world is changing. Mm. And I think its major institutions need some of uh, agencies, social service agencies, other agencies need to sit back and assess where they're at. Uh, and I also would say that to colleges. Are you teaching? Are you really teaching for today? Yeah. Uh, and it, are you teaching for tomorrow? Or or tomorrow, yeah. And I schools mean, have to do the same examination, K through yeah. 12. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, when I saw these, I worked uh, many years before, as less I said, a, a juvenile sergeant in Lanesboro. And then uh, when I, but when I took over the violent youthful offender program, just the increase in the violence uh, level was astonishing to me. And, and when I, and I use that as just a quick example we have to step back and look, what are we doing and what's not working? Let's be fair. Don't don't say, well, we shouldn't be funding this. And well, I knew we shouldn't be. Nobody. We have to do clear assessments without blame. We're yeah. so quick to blame. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And at the, you know, and oftentimes the blame game is is for ends that don't really impact um the outcome. It's no. it's financial it's uh political it's it's gain for someone other than the people that we're actually here to serve that That's should right, be yeah. the focus of the work you know you uh i i i, I say this uh with all due respect uh i'm sorry you left pittsfield uh, i think williamstown got a great guy but uh i'm also confident in uh mr curtis and like you said, what he does, he's got a great team. You got a great team there. And as as, as Bill Belichick found out, uh, yeah. you you can't have a you cannot have a great team without a good quarterback. Yeah. And um, uh, that's why I think the superintendents. We are very fortunate. I don't I don't know the fellows down in the South County, but or ladies. But all I'm saying is the two that I do know, and, and I want to share this with the audience, I, I would trust them with my child, my grandchild, because their heads are in the right places. And, the, and their focus is on educating kiddos. And, uh, I, you know, some people say, you shouldn't call them kids. All right, children. Uh, but uh, Dr. McCallis, I can't thank you enough for, one, being a friend, but two, also, all you do countywide um, and citywide and um, all you've done for the Pittsfield school system and all you're doing for the uh, Lee and and now Williamstown. Um, I, I wish you the very best. You're always welcome. Uh, I'll be cutting back doing the show, but uh, I would love to have you on more often because I think, and, and same with Mr. Curtis, the only thing with Mr. Curtis is he responds to your emails like at three in the morning. Um, I do. I will never do that. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's that's probably one of 50 reasons why Pittsfield now has the best superintendent it's had in decades. Uh, uh, he's a he's a great guy. <laughs> Dr. McCandless, thank you so much. Have a great day. You look thank great. You. Uh, thank feel, you. Feel great. And uh, we'll be in touch. Thank you so much for your thank time. Thank you. Thank you. 
to everyone, God bless. I know that upsets some of you, but I it's my show. God bless. And today, let's start taking care of each other. Don't be so short and don't be so abrupt and don't be so mean. There's enough of that in the world. Why don't we be the light at the end of the tunnel? Take care. See you soon. Thanks, Doc. Sure, thanks. Best to the family. Keep on. Keep on.